Hello, I'm Robert Bateman and this is the Privacy Corner where I talk you through my top three picks for privacy developments each week. And thank you as always to Privado AI for sponsoring these videos. So this week, OpenAI is having more trouble with the Italian regulator, the Garante over ChatGPT and the GDPR. Uh, Google is planning to integrate BARD into its messaging app, which has caused some concerns around the e-privacy directive. And the ICO has provided an update on its cookie sweep and plans to use its own AI tool to find further cookie violations. So first up, uh, the Garante, the Italian DPA, has alleged that chat gpt falls short on gdpr compliance in a number of areas we don't know which ones but let's go back in time to march 2023 when this whole saga began so at that time uh, the italian dpa said that OpenAI was violating the gdpr in well lots and lots of ways as we'll see and they instituted a temporary ban on the processing of personal data within italy now lots of people said this was a ban on chat gpt Technically not, but I mean, there's no real way they could comply with that order without pulling out of Italy. So that's what they did. Sam Altman said that he deferred to the Italian government. Garante is not technically the government, but uh, we can forgive him. And they've ceased offering ChatGPT in Italy, although they thought they were following all privacy laws. Now, the GDPR technically isn't a privacy law either, but uh, we can forgive him that too, I suppose. So the uh, the, the, the group had a meeting with OpenAI and gave a small extension to the deadline as they rushed to put some data protection improvements in place. And actually, uh, the, the, the company managed to satisfy the Italian DPA. I was quite surprised by that at the time because there are some irreconcilable issues, I think, with large language models and the GDPR. Um, so let's have a look at what OpenAI did to make the Italians happy. There was a new information notice, they call it. I guess that's a kind of uh, just-in-time notice under Article 13, describing the types of personal data OpenAI process and what they were doing with them. I mean, pretty basic stuff there. They also expanded their general privacy policy and put it in front of users at, at sign up. So the Italian DPA liked that. They gave European users and non-users of ChatGPT the right to opt out from the processing of the data for the training of algorithms. So the inputs into ChatGPT could be, uh, well, you could opt out from having those recycled as training data to further improve the model. And they also, provided a way for individuals to correct inaccuracies in the outputs. Now, this is a bit tricky because the training data has already impacted OpenAI's algorithms. There's really no going back from that without retraining the model entirely, which costs millions of dollars and a lot of CO2. Uh, but nonetheless, that was enough to satisfy the Italian DPA for a bit. 
They also reassessed their uh, legal bases and put some under contract, some under legitimate interests, uh, which seemed to be okay. And the OpenAI uh, was ordered to kick under 13s off the platform and find a way to ensure that under 18s had obtained parental consent for using it. Now, I thought at the time this would be an issue. Age gating is hard, especially if we're expected to comply with the GDPR's rules around data minimization. There's no obvious solution to that problem. And regulators have not been terribly clear in how people are expected to meet these potentially conflicting requirements. So there were a couple of loose ends back in April when OpenAI was allowed to start back up in Italy, including this age verification stuff and also an information campaign they promised to conduct uh, among Italian media outlets telling people about how they train their AI and so on. So we don't know what the new issues are, whether they are an extension of these old issues, which I suspect they might be, but uh, ChatGPT, well, OpenAI has 30 days to respond, so this battle is not over yet. Next up, Google. It's a rather unimpressive large language model, BARD, will be deeply integrated into Android users' devices soon. This is the plan. They're going to put BARD into their Messages app, which well, I'm an Android user and they're constantly trying to force me to make that the default. Uh, so this could potentially be a problem for Google from a privacy law perspective. So this came from a Forbes article, which I recommend you read. There'll be a link in the newsletter down below. Um, basically, Google intends to scan messages and derive information about, uh, what does it say here? Conversations, tone and interest to help tailor responses to your mood and vibe and personalize responses based on who you're talking to, based on relationship dynamics. These responses apparently came directly from Bard itself, from the Ford, uh, the Forbes journalists' uh, inputs. So, you know, maybe we can't entirely trust them, but I guess this is the idea, scanning messages to derive information to personalize the AI's outputs. Now, Alexander Hanf has published an open letter to the Irish Data Protection Commission, pointing out that this could be a problem under Article 5.1 of the e-privacy directive, or rather the national laws implementing that, that directive. And that part of the e-privacy directive says that member states should prohibit listening, tapping, storage, or other kinds of interception or surveillance of communications and the related traffic data by persons other than users without the consent of the users concerned. Slightly unclear provision here, but what I think it's getting at is that you don't just need the consent of the user of the device, you also need the consent of the people with whom they have been having conversations. So if I message my friend 
and I say to Google, it's okay for you to process that conversation to train your AI model. What about my friend? Are they going to ask him too? Presumably not. So this could be a problem for Google and it's not doing terribly well in the AI race with other tech giants given Microsoft's influence in OpenAI and so on. So next up, the ICO has announced a new method to find non-compliant cookie banners based off a, uh, a, a well I hesitate to call it an enforcement sweep but a letter that it sent out to website publishers last November so let's go a couple of months back in time again to see what they said at the time they wrote to the well among the top 100 websites accessible in the UK they found 53 that were allegedly not compliant with the UK's implementation of the e-privacy directive and the GDPR and they said you need to make it as easy to reject as accept consent so essentially put a reject all button on the first layer of your cookie banner and we had an update last week uh, of the 53 organizations they contacted 38 have changed their cookie banners four have committed to do it within the next month and several others are working to develop alternative solutions so the ICO calls this an overwhelmingly positive response I guess so. I mean, 70% ish of organizations did what they were told and the rest didn't. Now, the ICO did say it would publish the names of the non compliant uh, websites in January. Uh, it's February now and they haven't done that. So, not following through on, on that particular threat. But they have said that they're now looking at the next top 100 websites. Uh, so I guess that's the top 200 so far. And then they'll be looking at the 100 after that. And they're using or developing an AI solution to help them do this. And they'll be running a hackathon event uh, early this year to explore how it might work. So we don't have details of that, but presumably uh, it will help them to find the offending websites and bring them in line with actually what is quite a strict interpretation of the law. If you want to understand what the ICO says about the cookie uh, banners and, and the rules around those, then they published a position paper last year jointly with the CMA, the Competition and Markets Authority, uh, that sets it out quite clearly. So I've linked to that in the newspaper as well. So that's it from me this week. Thanks so much for your time. And thank you again to Privado for their support. And I'll see you next week.